everybody and welcome to my first ever podcast. I am so excited about this. This is something I've wanted to do for so long. I mean, right at the first lockdown back in March last year, I kind of started thinking about this and thinking I want to do it because podcasts are such a huge part of my daily life. I use them for everything. If I don't know about something, if I want to know more on something, then I'll listen to a podcast about it. And I thought, I want to do this, but I planned it all. And so now I've thought, do you know what? I think we're in the last lockdown that we're facing. I'm doing it. I'm going for it. So here we are. Welcome to my podcast, The Happy Hairdresser. So allow me to introduce myself. I'm Paula. I'm 38 years old. I'm a mum to two teenagers. I have a 13 and a 16 year old. I'm a girlfriend and I'm a hairdresser with my own mobile business. Uh, so I go around to people's houses and do their hair from their home. I do that part time. And I'm also a lecturer and assessor teaching our future generations of hairdressers at the local college, which right now is being done over Teams, which is completely new to me. Um, let me tell you, for anyone at home trying to work over Zoom, Teams or whatever platform you're on that has kids in the house, I feel you. I mean, the minute... I go live and start my lesson. A child will appear in the background. I mean, I have to work at the back of my living room because it's kind of where the space for my desk is and the lighting's good and everything. But my living room is open plan, so it's got the stairs in it. So where I sit, the stairs are directly behind me. And I mean, I can blur my background out, but you can still see shadows and things going up and down the stairs. So literally, as soon as I start and go live... A child will appear behind me singing, demanding food or some random object. I mean, I'm not even joking. I was in a staff meeting um, about an hour ago and my son started hollering down from the top of the stairs for me to make him some pasta. I mean, luckily my co-workers found it funny, but like, geez, can we just get them back to school already? Um, so they are going Monday. And um, that means I can get back to teaching in a classroom as well. So things will be much easier that way. But I only started this teaching job in November. So I've really seen the other side of this whole online lessons thing. So huge shout out of respect to all teachers that are doing this full time because it is hard. I mean, I don't even know if my students are listening to me half the time. They're probably just joining the meeting and I'm marking the register as yep they're here they're online and they're just sat watching Netflix while I'm doing these hair demonstrations so <laughs> who knows but it is what it is and we'll certainly remember this time forever so anyway moving on you'll find I go off a lot so get used to it so why the happy hairdresser because I love my life. I am literally living my best life and I think everybody should too. So I obviously found find listening to podcasts is a really good way of learning and listening and kind of working on your mindset and getting, you know, a lot of value from. And I went through like a bad time and I felt stuck in my career and I didn't want to progress. So I have been working a lot on my mindset and obviously my career now is going exactly where I want it to be. But I just thought like, if I could have listened to a podcast 
relating to somebody like me, you know, as a hairdresser that was feeling this way, then I might have been kind of felt a bit more supported and pushed to do what I did a lot sooner, you know. So I just, I thought, I want to appeal to hairdressers that just need that bit of extra support, that bit of help, just to know that you're not alone. There is somebody out there that you can listen. I want to make you laugh. I want to make you smile. And I want you to know that, you know, help is there. It's completely normal to have, to come home thinking, this client has done this and um, she's really knocked me. I don't want to be a hairdresser anymore. I'm not very good at it. You know, we all do that. It's completely normal. Um, and then we have these highs where we're made to feel like magicians, like we're superheroes and we have superpowers that we can work magic miracles on everybody. So it's really quite emotionally draining, you know, the highs and the lows of it. I mean, one of the worst times I've ever had when I thought I'm just going to jack this whole thing in and I can still remember it so clearly because it knocked me so much. So this woman came in, she was booked in with me for a full head of highlights and she wasn't my client. Her usual stylist was on holiday, so she'd been booked in. So she came in and I don't know if she'd been told or not, but she was expecting her normal stylist who was like, well, no, she's not here. She's on holiday. I'm doing your hair today. And you could tell by the look of her, on her face, she wasn't happy. And I knew at that moment this wasn't going to go well. But anyway, you do your best. You stay professional and... You know, I said, I'm I'm quite happy to do this. You know, I've been qualified for so many years. I'm level three. I'm a senior stylist also. So, you know, I'm I'm the same level as she is. So anyway, she agreed. She sat down. We did the consultation. Right, what kind of colours are we doing on you today then? I'll just have the same as I normally have. Right, okay, that's fine. Because, of course, there's a record card with all of her colour history and what colours she has, isn't there? Because... That's what we're supposed to do as hairdressers, fill the record cards in. Well, clearly not, because I went to get the record card to find out the information. Was it there? No. Great. Right. So, but these things happen. Look through all the different record cards, all the A's, B's, C's, every other, you know, thinking it had been put back in the wrong place. No, she didn't have one. And if she did, it certainly wasn't there. So I went back over to her and I said, right, I can't actually find your record card. So we'll just start the whole consultation process again and we'll go through the colour chart and I will be able to match it up and, you know, give you the desired look that you want. Um, which she wasn't happy about. She didn't know or she wasn't really being as helpful as she could have been. You know, she clearly wanted me to know everything and didn't want to help me at all. So I said, look, can we just pretend that, you know, this is you've just walked in here. This is your first time in this salon and it's a completely new thing. I'm quite confident that I can give you what you want today. Um, No, no, no. But so I said, right, look, give me one more chance. I'll just go and look through all the record cards again just to confirm that we've definitely not got it. Because at this point you're thinking, right, I just need to walk away for a minute so I went and she literally followed me, chasing me around the salon, having a go at me, telling me that um, it was all my fault, blah, blah, blah. And so in the end, I just said, look, can you just go and sit down for a minute, please? I just would like you to go and sit down for a minute. And I literally walked into the staff room and broke down. I mean, I cried. I just about had a full on panic attack. Whether she caught me in a moment of weakness, if I was going through a bit of a bad time, I can't completely remember 
but I think I was maybe transitioning that I wasn't completely happy in the salon environment. So I literally just lost it completely and just cried and didn't want to go back out there. But I had no choice. I'm an adult. This is my job. I have to be professional and you have to deal with these things. You know, customer service is part of our job. So I literally went back out to her and I said, right, you've got one of two choices. You either trust me and let me do this and we start again or you leave and you don't get your hair done today, which, you know, you're going to have to make a choice of what you want to do. So she said, well, I want my hair done, so we'll have to do that anyway. Did it, did the whole service, politely had that awful, awkward conversation to try and make it not silent the whole way through. And guess what? It was the best hair colour she'd ever had. And she wanted to book back in with me. So that's kind of just how it works, isn't it? I mean, to be perfectly honest, I didn't. I said I, I don't have room to take on any new clients because I never wanted to go through what she'd put me through again and it kind of fills you with that dread so you kind of know if something is causing that negative feeling then you don't really want it around you so I politely declined um but it just goes to show like I was ready I said then I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to be a hairdresser like I'm done and that's kind of when the shifts all started happening for me So this podcast is going to be a sort of a blog, a sort of self-help guide and hopefully an all-round boost of positivity, you know, to know that these negative bad feelings and these down days do happen, but we can switch it around and we can get back to what we love and find the passion again. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not happy all the time. I know I call myself the happy hairdresser, but I'm not. I wake up in a foul mood. You know, my boyfriend hates me. He won't even talk to me some days because he knows he's getting his head bitten off. But that's normal and it's all part of the journey. So I want to help by giving you advice on how I run my business. You know, so if you're thinking about setting up yourself or you already have, you might find me quite useful even if you're working in a salon, because I'll be talking about stock, brands, products, hairstyles, cuts that we smile when clients ask for them. And we think, I have no idea what that haircut is. I've never heard of it. So you quickly go and Google it and find out that it's actually a graduated bob and your client was just trying to be clever with the uh, with the lingo. Um And also your planning of running your business or your salon, the social media side of it. And most importantly, getting it through to you that you are worthy of whatever price you want to charge. And if you're thinking about putting your prices up, but you're too scared to do it, do it right now and own it. Because we carry this fear with prices that people will lose clients and people will say we're too expensive. But in all honesty, I'd rather have one client that paid what I charged because she valued me and what I could provide for her than to have millions of clients because I'm cheap. So, you know, put your prices up, own your career and what you do. And, you know, really believe in yourself and just just go for it. You know, we are we are hairdressers. We are stylists. So I am into all the craziness of the law of attraction, the universe, you know, the magic, the like attracts like the manifesting, whatever you want, that nothing is out of reach for you. 
I am into all of that. And believe me, it works. It's true. Okay, I've manifested so much. And when I look back on my life, I think, wow, you know, have you ever had the moments that you think, how have I got to where I am today? Like, look at all the massive coincidences and then think, could there be any coincidences? Or could it be because you knew that where you were going, you were putting it out there and you were just being provided with it? So go with me. If you think I'm talking a load of rubbish and I'm away with the fairies, then just let me sprinkle my magic dust on you. It's not going to do you any harm. Okay, (laughs) please stick with me and humour me. So I um, wanted to make myself available to you that have click play on me for all my support, guidance and all things hairdressing, mindset, business, so that you are the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. And we all know those lovely, bubbly, happy people are just nicer to be around. So ultimately, the happier you are as a person, the better you're going to be as a hairdresser at attracting clients and business. And because people are just going to love being around you and feeling more positive after they've been around you. I mean, loads of my clients say this to me. They go, why aren't you like a counsellor or something? Because you just make me feel so much better by the things you say. And it's the positive. I think it's because I'm happy and I love my job so much, you know, and I know we all go through that stuck moment. I mean, I was like it for a long, long time. It took um, this, these three lockdowns. I've worked so hard on myself and getting myself to where I want to be by using all of these mindset tricks and visualization and really planning my goals for the future five, 10, 15 years and knowing exactly where I want to go, having it clear in my mind and working to get there. So right now we're living through the global pandemic that is the coronavirus. And as hairdressers, we seem to have had to face this from such a tough place. I mean, we always seem to be the first to be locked down and then the last to open. And then for most of us, including me, we faced no financial help at all. I mean, don't worry, I'm not going to start off in a rant about the government as I'd much rather us all be safe and do our bit and get rid of this awful virus for good. And if this is the storm we have to pass through, then so be it. But we seem to have lost control of our lives right now and our careers. And the uncertainty that this is causing is having really big effects on us. I'm part of a lot of social media groups um, full of hairdressers that are self-employed or thinking about it, got their own salons, you know, and we're having such a tough time and it's causing us as hairdressers to have completely lost the passion almost and the want for it and the thought of jacking it all in completely and just applying for a job at the local supermarket is suddenly very appealing because you can, you know, we're all living in this time consumed with worry, worry and fear about are we going to be able to pay this month's bills and all the outgoings and how they're going to be covered about the virus and what it's doing, what's coming next. Like if it's shown us anything, this virus, it's that we never really know what's coming around the corner, you know, and we're all worried about mental health. We can't see our friends and our family for people that live on their own, it's it's an awful isolated time and it's really, really caused hairdressers and 
you know, as, as a career to be like, well, it's not really providing me very well right now. It's not serving me the way I wanted it to. And it's all kind of leading to a downward negative spiral. You know, I think they're calling it the Corona Coaster. Like, that's the names. It's, you know, it's a, it's a wave. One day you're up and the sun's out. You think, right, I'm going to get fit today and I'm going to go out for a run. And then the next day you wake up and it's dark and gloomy. I mean, last year's lockdown, that big one from March to July when we were off, we had 30 degree, degree days. So the pool was out. We were having fun. You could hear everybody in their gardens with the music. We'd go out on a Thursday night and we'd all clap at eight o'clock. And it was just, it was nice. You know, and it was like every day you were just like living your best life. Well, this one is a lot different because like I'm looking out my window now. It's pouring down with rain. The sky is grey and it's just been so long. So it's dark. We're not going out in our gardens. And it's really it's really having a different effect on us. I mean, I can't wait to be able to sit with my friends round a table and have some Prosecco, some cocktails, put my makeup on, get some nice clothes on. I mean, in all honesty, I don't think my nice clothes are ever going to fit me this year because all I seem to do is sit and eat. But... I've literally lived in leggings, I think, for the whole of this year. Oh, no, apart from when I treat myself and have my weekly trip out to the supermarket, then I'll put some jeans on. But even in my lessons, I've only seen my top half, so I've literally got my black leggings on then as well. So it would just be so nice to get dressed up and have a reason to put all your makeup on and do your hair nice and start seeing people again. So... I'm really I think June the 21st he's hoping that it will all be will all be out of the worst and all the social distancing and the restrictions and everything can be lifted and normal life can resume. So I've been a hairdresser since I was 14 years old. I got a Saturday job down at the local salon. I mean, I didn't want to be a hairdresser. I literally needed money um to go to town with my mates and be able to buy things. So I literally trawled all the shops in the town asking if anyone had any jobs for me. And it just turned out that it was the hairdressers that had said, yeah, we'll do you a trial as a Saturday girl. And I mean, if you'd asked me, do you want to be a hairdresser? I'd have gone, no, boring. Um, But anyway, they offered me a job and it was money. So I took it. I had to make the teas and the coffees and clean the salon and wash the client's hair, run the errands. And that meant like picking the stylist kids up and taking them to dance classes and doing their shopping for them. Um, but I was getting paid for it, so I did it. Um, once I started it, I realised that I was doing it without thinking. And I was just talking to people and like really, really having a good time, looking at the stylists and thinking, they're all laughing. They're all having a good time and they're getting paid for it. I mean, winner, like this is the perfect job. I want to do this. And basically that was it. I'd found hairdressing. A lot of people go into hairdressing because they think it's easy. And I hate the stigma that we get, that we're just not clever enough to do anything else. But actually, people that think that couldn't be further from the truth. When you stop and think about it and everything we are, we're like, as a hairdresser, we're counsellors. You know, think of all everything we have been through with clients, deaths, divorces, births, marriages, you know, all these huge life events. And we're always there whenever they need us. We're scientists. We have to work with chemicals and no formulas and mixing products and what it does to bonds. 
we're mathematicians. We have to know angles and ratios for mixing, equations for money. We're receptionists. We're fashion stylists. We're sales assistants. And those are just a few things. And I've not even gone into the hairdressing side of it yet. So next time someone says hairdressers aren't that clever, reel that list off to them and watch them shut up. But if nothing else, when you think of all those things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis, like, stop and think to yourself, like, I am a bit fucking clever after all. Do you know what I mean? Like, I am. I'm I'm an absolute ledge, really. So, along with my hairdressing, I've done a bit of life coaching as well, because I like to know more about our thoughts and how our mind works and how we're affected by us at all. And I use it kind of in with my hairdressing. And I think that's why, because everybody kind of says to me, oh, you should have been a counsellor. You're so good. I always feel, you know, so, so much better when I've seen you. And I think it's, it's kind of, so it just goes alongside it. You have to be a good listener and a good talker as well. And I think you can all figure out that I'm, I'm quite like talking, but I've, I've practised it. And it helps me feel positive, what I know. So I want you all to feel the same and be positive. And I want to be your kick up the bum to make sure that you start doing what you love again and that you are on a daily basis and that a down day is normal and it will pass. So, you know, I've been there. I've not liked my job. I've wanted to quit. You've heard, you know, my story about that woman. That was the start of it. I mean, I was going home at night and crying. I was waking up in the night crying. I mean, I've never done anything like that before. So which was causing my boyfriend to worry. And I actually went to him one day and I said, look, do you think I've got depression? And he said, no, I don't think you've got depression. But something needs to change. You need to quit your job and then we'll just figure it out from there. So I did it before I knew it. I'd written the letter. I was handed in. I've never, if anybody has ever handed their notice in, it's the scariest thing you've ever done in your life I mean especially as a hairdresser because it's not like you can just go into your boss's office put it down on the desk and then walk out like they do in the films you have to work alongside these people all day in a happy positive environment where everyone's having a lovely time and it's not easy and then trying to find the time to sit it down because as soon as you're like right I need a minute with you the next client will come in the phone will ring something will happen and she'll get called off so it's literally when she had her five minute fag break when her client was being shampooed. I had to do it then. So I handed it in. It wasn't great. It didn't go well. I don't think she was expecting it in the slightest. But I had I had to do it. I had to look after myself. She made me work two weeks notice, which was horrendous. But I did it and I walked out with my head held high, knowing that I'd done everything that was asked of me. So then I started... Um, my mobile business and I was very unsure of it at first I thought what if it doesn't work what if it fails what if I end up without a job and it was like do you know what if the worst happens then I'll just get a job anywhere I'll figure it out it's better to be happy than unhappy right well this was the best thing I've ever done why did I not do this sooner I didn't have to ask anybody if I could go on holiday anymore if I wanted a morning off I'd take it I was making a lot more money than ever and I I was working the hours I wanted and I was completely in control of my life for the first time ever. I could do anything I wanted with my kids whenever I wanted on their birthdays. So 
it served me so much better to do this and I'd, I've wasted so much time in the system and not doing it. So if you are thinking about doing it and you're unsure, I urge you to really think about it seriously about making that jump because all your clients will find you. They all found me, pretty much every single one. And for the ones that you think I haven't found... Um, they've either found another hairdresser and they're quite happy where they are or they're going to turn up at some point you're going to bump into them in the street so don't worry about it and the first thing that we all do is if because I know there's rules isn't there you're not allowed to say I'm leaving I'm taking you with me to clients but if you the first thing that most people do is search someone up on Facebook and your name will come up and that's it that's how 90% of my clients track me down without me having to tell them. So don't worry about things like that. And you gain more clients anyway, you know, because you're gaining all these new clients that uh, want people to do their hair in their home. So don't worry about the risks because for me, the the good things far outweighed the bad things when I did it. So in this podcast, I'm going to be going through so many different topics, obviously hairdressing being the main one, um, but obviously all the other topics and interest I have um, and use in my life. So I'll throw in a few stories, you know, a bit of a, how I've got to where I am, business tips, planning, um, all of that. There's going to be episodes on mindset and different tools and techniques you can use that can help you. I want to be a bit of a mentor for you. Um to guide you through your career and just so you can press play on me and think right I'm motivated I know what I'm doing I want to know and get you out of that shit feeling that we sometimes get so I want to make you laugh um, and I just want you to know that you're not on your own and know that I am here with you going you know and it's completely normal what you're feeling and that great feeling that we get from it is worth so much more than the bad feelings that it brings us. And you can really, really enjoy your job and love your job and just learn how to switch off from the bad things that it gives you. So there's a saying, isn't there? If you love what you do, you'll never have to work a day in your life. And that's the way I feel. And I want you to feel the same. So we've been given the 12th of April as a provisional date for being able to start again. So I'm off to now go and work through some more of my list of appointments that I've got this order in place that I'm contacting them all in because otherwise it would just be so stressful. Um, it's actually really great catching up with everyone. We're having these big, massive chats and just by me saying to them, can I book you in? It's like making them so happy and it's like, wow, I'm doing this. So it is... Um, Obviously, the planning is crucial right now with the workload we've got coming in April. So my in my next podcast, I'm going to be talking about how I've put the plan in place, how I'm contacting people and how I'm running that, along with all the other stuff that I'll probably ramble on about. But thank you so much for joining me on my first ever podcast. I've loved this. I'm sorry if I've rambled on and gone on a bit too much. Um and please join me again for my next podcast and follow me, subscribe to me and take care. I will speak to you all soon. Bye. <laughs>